Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life to how to connect with your highest self and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. And today, again, Rose Tedding is visiting us. Rose has been interested for many years in personal and spiritual growth, and she has come here bravely to share some of her own experience and ask questions about core beliefs in the inner child. In the previous podcast, Rose asked, what is a core belief and how can they transform you? And what do you do to transform them, Dr. Wendy? And so we, Rose started talking about her relationship that she's in right now and how it's a difficulty for her. And she began to talk about memories as we talked about core beliefs, starting in childhood and infancy, even in the womb, she had a memory of herself with her father leaving her in a car when she was just two or three years old and watching her father walk away. She also watched herself as a child grabbing her father's leg because he was in the Navy and had to try and sneak out. But children, as in all children, are very hypersensitive to where their parents are and what they're doing. And she remembers begging her father not to leave. Well, that created in her a core belief that she's going to be abandoned, that she's not safe, and that it's her fault. And then she had the realization that she could actually connect with and talk to her inner child and help her inner child realize that it wasn't her fault, that she is safe, and that people leaving doesn't necessarily mean they're leaving forever, that they can come back. And so I welcome you, Rose, again today. We're going to be talking, if you want, about the inner child more. Thank you, Dr. Wendy. I appreciate it. Um, It's good to be here. Um, My question is, what is the inner child? And... How, what is the age group that you look at for the inner child? Oh, that's a really good question. Because the inner child is every instant we had from the time of the dawning of our awareness in the womb throughout childhood. So our okay. inner child can be 14 years old, mm. can be 10 years old, can be 7 years old, can be 4 years old, can be a toddler can be an infant, can be a fetus. And depending on the high-impact moment to which that is affecting us, and if you want to know about what a high-impact moment is, I'll talk about that in a moment, will determine what age that inner child is that's, that's really running the show, really affecting us. Okay. Now, a high-impact moment is a moment in time that's very intense and very emotional. And it influences us so deeply because during that high-impact moment, 
Not only do we have strong emotion, such as anger, fear, guilt, shame, hurt, that we also make a decision about ourselves. Am I safe? Am I good or am I bad? Am I worthy? Do I have a voice? Am I important? These are basic questions that are addressed unconsciously by this child that we were. And as I said in the last podcast, that our core beliefs are formed by and large by the time we're four years old. They can be continued to be formed up until seven or eight, but we are so fragile and vulnerable when we're so young. So a lot of the times when we're talking about the inner child, we're talking about our experiences from about eight, seven years old, clear back to the womb. So when I was working with you, the mm -hmm. inner child you were talking to was about two or three years old, or four years old, grabbing daddy's leg and saying, please don't leave. Now, it makes me think that the child, when the child is young, if the parents have issues, then that child will most likely have many high-impact moments. <laughs> so, like, I'm looking at myself and going, looking right now at my inner child from when I was a little, and all of a sudden, all these memories are coming up that happened to me, and they are very clear right now as we're speaking. Even as we speak. Yes, and... Um, um, and when you said seven years old, eight years old, I'm looking back at an incident that happened to me when I was, you know, seven years old. No, actually, no, I was younger than that. I was five years old and it was a, it was fear. I'll tell you about the situation. What happened was my teacher gave me this book to bring home for the weekend to read and my sister took it and she wrote all over it. And it was a big mess. And I was like, why did you do that? You know, that's from school. And I was so scared. And I gave it to my mother. And I my, tried to explain to my mother. And my mother didn't care. She was but, dismissive? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so the whole weekend, I was, was so stressed out that when I went to school on that Monday, I made my mother come with me. And I held her hand. I said, you need to come with me. And you had the power to get your mother to come with you. I was so scared. I was but she listened to you and she, she came did. with you. Yes, and she showed the teacher the book, and there was all this writing on it, and the teacher looked at it, and she went, oh, it's not a big deal. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, I, I, the whole weekend, I was, I couldn't sleep. I mean, I was five years old, you know, and that made a big impact on me. But what happened was, I kind of made a vow to myself that I would never let my children experience that, that I would always tell them that that's not a big deal. <laughs> so those moments of the high impact moments, I had a lot of those at that age group from zero to eight. Yes. And I think that's probably why I've been searching for, you know, like, I don't know, I want to say answers, but explanations or how to. Um, you're getting them today. Yes, I am getting them today. You're, you're opening up my mind to this inner child. So here's an interesting thing that I heard in your story. 
and that is that you were so stressed out at five years old mm -hmm. that you couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And what struck me about that when you said that mm -hmm. was that why would a five-year-old have this level of anxiety? So that means that something happened before five that set you up to have this anxiety. Yes. Does anything pop into your mind? Yes. It's, this is weird how things are just like, <laughs> right now. This is how it works in therapy. This well, is exactly how it works. Well, here's what happened. Um, my f we got a whole new set of encyclopedias that were delivered to the house, and my father was putting them in the shelf. And there was a little girl that was over, and I was about, I want to say four, and I took the book, and I put it in my lap, and I opened it up, and we were both looking at it. And my dad came up, and he just grabbed it from me, and he didn't want me touching it. And I was just like, I was so startled and embarrassed, too. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was so excited, you know, because these encyclopedias, they were fun. You know, they had a bunch of pictures, and I was really excited about it, but he just, like, took the wind out of my sail of that moment. So what do you think you decided in that moment about yourself when Dad did that? That probably I wasn't worth it. And maybe you're going to be punished Yes. for that something too, yes. having to do with mm -hmm. a book? Yes. Oh, yes. That's it. Oh, my gosh, that's it. Sorry. Literal, <laughs> right? Literal, yes. Thank you. So... This such a good example, Rose, of how vulnerable and uh, precious we are and how our minds are so fragile in uh, interpreting. Because any adult looking at this experience would say, oh, yeah, Dad probably paid a lot of money for this mm -hmm. and was concerned about getting peanut butter on his pages or yes. whatever. Yes. And Dad probably didn't realize that he was literally traumatizing his daughter. And so many people come to me in therapy and say, oh, I had a great childhood. But it isn't until we start looking at these, what is a high-impact moment that you just described, mm -hmm. that you begin to realize that you made decisions that were very emotional. And decisions like, I'm going to be punished somehow. Yes for handling a book, or for having it, somehow handling it incorrectly, or whatever you decided at that time. Very powerful. So now, what can you tell your inner child, that one whose daddy was grabbing that book so fast, what can you tell her? Well, I'd like to tell her that... Why don't we do this? Yes. Don't tell me yet. Okay. Close your eyes and imagine you're holding her, that you're going up to her, and you're saying to your daddy... Don't do that. You're scaring her. Don't do that. You're scaring her. She's very excited. These are new books. I mean, realize you don't want them to get messy. So I will sit here and look at the book with her so you have nothing to worry about. And okay, so now I want you to talk to little Rose mm -hmm. and tell her. The truth about this, that daddy didn't mean to do this. Yeah, your daddy didn't mean to do this. He wanted to protect his books, and it's okay for you to look at the books. And he just, it wasn't about that he was angry with you. He just wanted the new books 
not to get messy. And how is little Rose, the child, responding to what you're saying? You well, can feel it in your body. Little Rose is actually giggling. <laughs> She's giggling because as I, as I think about this whole thing, it wasn't her. And she really believed it was her that did something wrong. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful, this insight that you're having. So how do you feel in your body right now? I just feel like I'm releasing a lot. It's a relief, right now. a relief. So sometimes we actually cry for yes. relief. That's something, how I feel. Mm -hmm. Something that we've held unconsciously inside of our hearts and our minds and our psyche for so many years, not yes. even realizing how it has affected us. And realizing now and going back to that high impact moment that you are innocent that you are lovable, that you are safe. And even after this interview that you're so courageously willing to share with, with the, our, our listeners, you are going to have some more insight and going to start to feel even more peaceful inside. This will happen automatically, Rose. This will happen because you have the courage to look at these things. I'm excited. I can feel my body even reacting to it where it was like uh, literally the child is kind of is giggling about it now because you know she really wanted to look at the book and felt embarrassed and hurt you know but now she's like one thing you know, I want our listeners to know is that sometimes these memories aren't as easily accessible as they are for you Rose because you have been working on yourself. Yes, I have. And because you have been working on yourself, they're closer to the surface of your memory. Yes. But some people who come to me and maybe haven't had the advantages that you've had of working on themselves will say, I had a great childhood. I don't know what could my parents did the best they could, which is almost always the story. Um, it takes maybe a little time and a little more actual regression to bring up these memories and they can be emotional as you as you can see yes they are. but you are handling us so exquisitely well that i'm so proud of you oh thank you and i'm so happy for our listeners that they get to hear you go through this this is not acted this is real this yes, is live yes it is so anything you would like to ask or say well you know thank you first of all <laughs> I didn't expect the interview to be emotional. And, um, you know, I think that if people, you know, dive into their inner child and connect with the inner child, I think that they can really live fuller lives, better lives, um, you know, and solving, you know, the issues that they're having today and saying, you know what, it how I'm reacting really relates to how I reacted Mm -hmm. as a child and you know I'm seeing the value in that you know sometimes I will tell a client who's sitting across from me the, for, for the first time and I will say well what what are the processes you're going to do and one of them I'll say is that we're going to tell you and show you how to meet and connect with and talk with your inner child 
And I will say, does that sound corny? Because that you're loving a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. And most often I get the response, yes, that's really corny. It sounds kind of new agey crazy. But after me, myself doing this work for 44 years now, it is not new age, flaky, crazy. It is very real in the results and not corny at all. Yeah, so even though all. you use the word love, we use that word, that is the basis, that is what all of us want. It is what every single person on this planet, every being, mm -hmm. every living thing wants, mm -hmm. is the experience of love. So we're going to continue our interviews, and a thank you again for being here today, You're Rose. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.